0: Today is Monday, August the 8th, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. And on today's show, a big tree falls for South Carolina, both figuratively and literally as 2023 four-star offensive lineman Oluwatosin Babale chooses Carolina. Guys, I will give my full thoughts on his commitment, what it means for Carolina moving forward, and why I think Shane Beamer is doing it the right way, building South Carolina football from the inside out as Carolina now sits top 20 nationally in the recruiting rankings. Also, guys, of course, we continue along. The 2022 opponent preview series continues as we talk the Gamecocks' Week 12 opponent the Tennessee Volunteers. Guys, I'll break down the balls in their entirety. We'll talk their head coach, how they fared a season ago, best returning players on offense and defense, and I'll give the overall outlook for UT as well and talk about that matchup at Williams-Brice Stadium. Also, guys, i got to listen to questions here on this Monday. A packed show for you all. And, of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app, go to SeatGeek.com. And when you do, use the promo code SPURSUP to get $20 off your first purchase of any purchase of $50 or more. Guys, whatever you need tickets to, they have got it, whether it be Gamecock sporting events, concerts, comedy club events. Also guys, they got what's called a deal score. So you go to their website, you go to their app, what have you. They're going to tell you exactly where you're sitting, how much you're paying. So guys, you're going to have all the confidence you need when you click that buy button to know you're getting the absolute most bang for your buck. So again, guys, that's our friends at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app. Or go to SeatGeek.com. And when you do, use that promo code SPURSUP, that's S U P to save $20 off your first purchase of any purchase of $50 or more. Let's get it.
1: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
0: Monday, hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show. As always, a new week is upon us as we continue to count down the days until toe meets leather at williams Bryce Stadium. We now sit just 26 days away from kickoff. And I feel like at this point, we are all in football mode, right? You get to a point where you're in June, you're in July, you're still sort of in that summer mode. We're all watching baseball and tuned into that. And you're kind of just chilling, relaxing. You're you're at the beach, you're at the lake, you're at the pool, you're on vacation, what have you. Your mind's not really there in regards to thinking about football and tailgating in the games. For some of us, sure, it stays there. But for most of us, you know, for most of you out there, you're on kind of vacation mode, right? I feel like now we've got 26 days, but mentally. We're all there. Mentally, we're at the tailgate. Mentally, we're at Williams-Brice Stadium. And I know for a lot of us, this will be the 26 longest days of the year as we count down the literal seconds until kickoff. But I'm here, folks, to try to make it a little bit more bearable for you. And, hey, you guys do that for me, too, as we do TDC, the podcast, all the content, all that good stuff. It'll get here before you know it. But it doesn't feel that way a lot of the time, right? It doesn't feel that way. But either way, Appreciate you all tuning in. Excited for another big time week. We got a ton going on. Let's start there, guys. Let me update you on a couple of things. Of course, the season simulation series continues. Last night we beat Charlotte in a wild game. Gamecocks had to score with like 20 seconds left to win that game, 28 to 24. But we are three and one. One and one in SEC play in the simulation. We did beat Georgia, by the way. We got South Carolina State tonight, Kentucky tomorrow, and, of course, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. That is the weekly schedule for those simulations. A lot of fun. Be sure to tune into those on YouTube. They are, again, tonight and tomorrow, this week, on YouTube, 7 p.m. kick against SC State and Kentucky. Those are a lot of fun if you're into that sort of thing. Um, Also, guys, on the note of the Daily Crow, really excited to announce. You know, it's really cool to see – the evolution and the way that the Daily Crow has changed and evolved and really improved and enhanced and gotten better. What you've noticed of late is Daily Guests, right? We added Steven Garcia. I mentioned to you all Anthony Treas of Pro Football Focus. I am very excited and proud to announce that we have added, starting this week, A new weekly guest. And my goal now at this point, of course, guys, is to have someone every single day for a 20 or 30-minute spot because I feel like, you know, the Daily Crow is awesome, right? Even if it's just us, me, and you guys, we got the questions, we got the comments, we got the calls, we got the banter. TDC is going to thrive either way. But I feel like, you know what? Bring in someone from the outside to get their perspective, to get their insight, to get their weekly banter. I mean, of course, you look at the Garcia conversations. I feel like we've been able to drive an immense amount of value to you guys with those combos, and I feel like as we continue to add guests, we will only do more of that. Well... Some of you may be surprised to hear this because of past interactions and just, you know, the journey that has been TSUS and my journey navigating is, as someone building this brand, building this business, building myself within the Gamecock sphere, if you will. Um, I'm very excited, though, and proud to announce J.C. Sherbert of the Big Spur and also of Inside the Gamecocks, which is his podcast and now Daily Live Show. He will be joining the Daily Crow. Every single Thursday at 115, and that is starting this week, this Thursday. So J.C. Sherbert, I'm sure all you guys listening are very familiar. He has been a name and a staple in the South kind of game for quite some time. He will be joining TDC. Also on that note. On that note, I'm very happy and proud to announce that I will be joining his live show inside the Gamecocks. He's now doing that live on a daily basis, 11 to 1. I will be joining him in that 11 to 12 hour before we go live on the Daily Crow. I'm not exactly the sure sh- of the day yet. I know I'm going live with him today, so it might be a Monday thing. I'm not 110% sure yet. But either way, we are collabing, doing some work together. And, you know, you might have questions. Oh, you know, TSUS and the Big Spur partnering up. What does it mean? Guys, I look at it this way. I'm all about good business. I'm all about creating great content. I think Gamecock content creators having grudges or, or, you know, keeping the hatchet close and having some type of feeling about somebody else. It's it's pointless. It's not productive. Our goal, whether it be J.C. Sherbert, Chris Phillips, Wes Mitchell, it'd be somebody with a state, whoever it is, if you're in this Gamecock sphere, you're in this position, your number one goal and objective is to create value for the end consumer, whether that be through content, that be through reporting, being an insider, whatever lane you're in, your goal or your mission or what you should be doing is to create value value and to push value and again i was able to have a long conversation with jc he's a good dude again has a has his reputation of being one of the best in the game what he's built with the big spur he's done a great job i'm very excited to get him on the daily crow to jump on his show and again guys i just think this is something i look at it i think this is going to drive an immense amount of value it's just more gamecock commentary it's just more gamecock content which again at the end of the day that's what i'm all about that's what i'm all about so again Really excited to have j c Sherbert of the Big Spur on the Daily Crow each and every single Thursday throughout the football season starting this week and again, I will be on his show, and I'll let you guys know when we lock down the specific day each week I'll be on there, but it will be in that eleven to twelve hour that's when I'll jump on that eleven to twelve hour before the Daily Crow gets going really excited for that and again, it's just cool to uh to get the opportunity to jump on his, his airwaves and bring him onto our airwaves. As well. Also, guys, moving forward this week, really exciting, right? Tin Roof, those shows are over, RIP in peace. But ironically enough, right, our Wednesday isn't just wide open this week. Welcome home, Gamecock football. The series starts on ESPNU this Wednesday. It will air for the next five Wednesdays. We are actually going to be doing a hangout in the Big Cock Club Discord where we will be streaming Welcome Home Gamecock football, watching that together and talking amongst ourselves as we watch it. The really cool thing about these hangouts in the Discord is this. It's like a Twitter spaces on steroids, right? Where Twitter spaces, everybody can get in there and just chat and conversate. And it's really casual and laid back. This is cool because we can do that while also sharing the screen and watching stuff. So, hey, guys, I say this. If you don't have ESPNU, right, and you want to watch the Welcome Home Gamecock football series— Hey, guys, the Big Cock Club Discord, the Big Cock Club itself is only $9.99 a month. It's going to be cheaper to join the Discord than it is to go get ESPNU. So come on in, join, watch with us. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be awesome to see what Shane Beamer and company are are doing behind the scenes, see what's going on at practice, with the program, with recruiting, all that good stuff. Again, I think we're all fired up. Sort of a hard knocks for Gamecock football on ESPNU for the next five Wednesdays. It's going to be a lot of fun. So join the Big Cock Club today, patreon.com. Slash Big Cock Club, you get tons of benefits, tons of access, and of course, the big one—the Discord in which we will have the hangout on Wednesdays for each of these Welcome Home Gamecock Football episodes. Gonna be a ton of fun. Also, of course, guys, this Thursday the Ale House TSUS tour rolls on. We will be at the Fort Mill location. All my Charlotte Gamecocks. I want to see you out there on Thursday. Of course, we'll get going at 6 o'clock. We're going to have koozies, going to have towels. We'll do a Q&A around 7 or 7.30. Going to be a ton of fun. Again, Carolina Alehouse in Fort Mill. My Charlotte Gamecocks, my Rock Hill Gamecocks, all you Gamecocks in that part of the state, come on out. Going to be a blast. And finally, guys, we are doing a RunYourPool.com contest, right, where – You know, we do SEC gambling picks on Wednesdays. Well, those just got a whole new meaning because that's exactly what we're doing. And you guys can participate. We've got our own TSUS, Run Your Pool, pool, if you will, um, picking SEC games against the spread. And here's the kicker. Thanks to our friends over at runyourpool.com, the winner of the contest at the end of the season gets a $150 Fanatics gift card, which will be good to redeem for any custom South Carolina Jersey guys, who don't want a free jersey just for picking games against the spread the best. So again, check on social media. Look at our link in bio in social media, by the way. It's at the very top. The Run Your Pool pool is there. It is free for everyone to join. So again, everyone, do yourself a favor and join who doesn't want to win a free Game Cox jersey. Who doesn't want to win one? So again, guys, runyourpool.com. Appreciate the fine folks at runyourpool.com for uh partnering up with us. It was really cool they reached out and really excited to give away a free jersey at the end of the season. Okay, you know, it's crazy. At the end of the weekend, we always have a lot of housekeeping items. But, hey, it's a blessing because there's a lot going on. We love to see it. Uh, Let's dive into the meat of the show, though, guys. Let's go ahead and really get into it. As, like I said, I know this happened on Friday. But we did not talk about it on the Friday podcast. We did not even talk about it on the Friday TDC because this happened around 2.30, 2.45 or so Friday afternoon. But the Gamecocks, a big tree fell for them. literally. And figuratively, as Oluwat I'm going to try to pronounce this. Look at that. I'm already messing the name up. It's easier to call him Tree, but I'm going to say his name here. 2023 four-star offensive lineman, Oluwatosin Babalade. There we go. All right. Babalad, Babalade. I think I might even be mispronouncing that. Either way, it's easier to call him Tree the Gamecocks picked up a huge commitment from an offensive lineman out of the state of Maryland, Hyattsville, Maryland, to be exact, Dematha Catholic High School. Tree stands six foot five, 296 pounds. He picked Carolina over Maryland, UNC, Ohio State, Rutgers, Clemson, Florida, Kentucky, Miami, Ole Miss. Uh, a ton of schools wanted this kid you look at his ratings on the 24 7 sports composite for those of you that are into that sort of thing he has rated a 0.9072 he is the 25th ranked offensive tackle in the country the seventh ranked player in the state of maryland and the 273rd ranked player nationally now i know a lot of you out there do not get very excited for offensive linemen right we see it in the nfl draft every single year where your team drafts an offensive lineman you're like oh it's like, you know, you need these guys, but they don't score touchdowns. You don't hear about them unless they mess up. But, guys, let me tell you something. I get fired up, right? I get fired up when I see South Carolina getting these guys. And we all saw the graphic over the weekend, right, the, the great wall of Carolina because here's the bottom line and I talked about this on the Daily Crow, so at, 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 the, at the risk of repeating myself, which I tend to do from time to time, at least I'm told, at the risk of repeating myself, I'm going to say this. You build a football team from the inside out. It, this game can change. This game can change. It goes to spread, right? It's all about the flashy receivers and the skill guys. If you can't line up across from that man in front of you and move him whatever direction you want him to go, you can't win football games in the SEC. It's still a line of scrimmage league, folks, right? The team that wins up front will most likely, more often than not, win the football game. And we all saw the struggles last year with the Gamecocks offensive line. Yeah, you return a lot, but the bottom line is this, South Carolina has got to get better on that front, literally and figuratively. And you look at some of the guys they've picked up. You look at the guys they've added, and Bob being the latest. Bob I don't even know. Am I saying his name wrong? I don't know, and I don't care. Tree, you look at Tree, his size, his athleticism for a big-time lineman, right? Probably going to have a chance to play early, play in a tackle spot. And again, you're 17, 18 years old, six foot five, 296. You let Luke Day get his hands on him. You let Luke Day get his paws on him. I mean, this dude is going to be a big-time player for South Carolina. Again, I know many people out there don't get fired up about offensive line recruits and offensive line prospects, right? But you should. But you should. And what it did for the Gamecocks in the recruiting rankings, hey, we had basically this same conversation last Monday, right? When we were talking about, uh, you know, everything we were hearing in the building and Gamecocks might finish top 15 and they're targeting this guy and that guy and that guy and the recruiting momentum. Guys, it just continues. It's just more of the same. Now South kind of sits top 20 in the country in recruiting. 18th to be exact with 17 commitments, 8 four-stars and 9 three-stars. You look at the SEC, recruiting rankings, and guys, it's still early, right? But we all want to talk rankings. Carolina, what's crazy, 18th nationally, 7th in the SEC. But Arkansas ahead of you who has six more commitments than you. Um, you're not too far behind in, in regards to the composite ratings of some of the schools in front of you. But either way, guys, it, it, it's, it's all about targeting positions of need and guys that can help your football team and help your football team immediately. I think Shane Beamer understands, again, right? Shane Beamer understands you build a football team For the inside out. This game changed a lot with the offense, like I said earlier. But the fact of the matter is this. If you can line up and whoop that man's ass across from you and move him whatever direction you want him to go, you're going to win a lot of games. And if you can't do that, guys, if you can't protect your quarterback, if you can't establish a run game, you can't stop the run, you can't get after the quarterback, it is going to be a very, very, very tough time for you. It's going to be a tough time for you. I'm sure immediately, um, immediate playing time is what they're selling a lot of these kids. Because guess what? We need some better offensive line. And hey, I think a lot of last year was scheme. I think first year the scheme, hey, Satterfield and Atkins not being there and them asking her to do too much. I also just think, guys, we have some players that are just limited talent-wise. They just are, right? There's probably going to be some guys this year in the offensive line that don't get any better, that don't play all that well. They're just not that good. And so Shane Beamer sees it. Shane Beamer sees it, hey, we got to identify, or excuse me, we got to address this position of need. And so you see a guy like Tree land in your lap. So again, another great pickup. You go, it's crazy. South Carolina owns the DMV, by the way. Gamecocks own the DMV. You go up to Maryland. There was rumors he was going to be a Terrapin. No, sir. No, thank you. Jay Sean Barham, you can have that. This guy actually wants to make bowl games and maybe even win a little bit more than that. Right. He wants to win and play in the best conference in college football. So South's kind of getting a big one. Uh, Tree is a big time pickup again, literally and figuratively. This is one, I think, too, because of his nickname, the way he's active on social media has been very popular. And Gamecock fans certainly have showed him love. But uh, a big time pickup for sure. And I just love, though, again, I just love and it fires me up because I really do feel like, you know, when it comes to athletes and, you know, every SEC school's got them, guys. Every SEC school's got athletes, some teams more than others but at the end of the day, it comes down to the line of scrimmage and the depth at that position. That's another big thing. Not just having a couple of good guys, but depth. Depth up front. The depth that Alabama, Georgia, these teams possess, it's different than the depth that South Carolina and Vanderbilt and some of the others you see, right? That's the biggest difference maker. That's the biggest difference maker, right? I'm not saying Bama doesn't have more athletes than Vandy, but – the biggest difference is on the line of scrimmage. And that's where it starts. And football, again, guys, can evolve and change and go spread. And we could talk about skill guys and this, that, whatever. But at the end of the day, if you can't block, you can't tackle, you can't execute fundamentals, you're not going to win a lot of football games. And I just love to see Shane Beamer having that commitment to getting these offensive line guys. Build your football team from the inside out. Right. You take care of your O line. You have an elite, or let's just say an above average. You have an above average O line. That's a great place to start. And you can work from there and you can plug and play. And I tell you what, guys, a good O line can mask a lot of deficiencies. Right. Maybe if your quarterback's not the best or, you know, your athletes aren't great, if you got a great O line that can give them time, that can open some holes, you can make them maybe look a little bit better than they actually are. So, Big-time pickup from tree. I love seeing the commitment to the line of scrimmage from Shane Beamer, and the recruiting momentum continues as South Carolina is now top 20 nationally, and I think Carolina is far from done, folks. So, hey, you should be excited. You should be fired up. I'm not going to make any crazy proclamations like Carolina's going to finish top 10 national recruiting, top 3 or 4 in the SEC, but where you sit right now, this is a good spot to be. This is a good spot to be. Mess around. Go win some games this fall. Hey, recruiting might change. Recruiting might really change for Carolina. And I never, I'll say this, I never doubted Shane Beamer on the recruiting trail. We're talking about a guy who was on campus when the Gamecocks went to the SEC championship when they went to Atlanta. That's something you can't take away from this guy. He knows what a winner looks like. He knows what an SEC championship roster looks like, right? Whether the Gamecocks beat or lost to Auburn, Who gives a damn? He knows what a roster that goes to Atlanta looks like. He knows what those type of players look like. So the recruiting momentum at an all-time high. I think you've got a guy in Shane Bieber and a staff, by the way, who are relentless recruiters. They are committed to recruiting at a high level. You're seeing it pay off. Major dividends right now. All right, let's move into, guys. And I'd love to hear your thoughts, by the way, on the pickup of Tree. Um, obviously, there's some other big targets out there. We're all seeing the Nicholas Harbor kid, the five-star. Um, I, I don't have any intel on that. and It would be a massive pickup, obviously. But, again, I think Shane from the company, they've got 17 commitments, just getting started still. We got a long way to go until that signing day in December. We would love to hear your thoughts on it guys. Let's continue on with the show. We'll dive into the 2022 opponent preview series. We are talking the Tennessee Volunteers folks. Before we do though, I want to you about our friends over at Prize Picks because speaking of football and the football season, what's football season without winning money, right? And gambling. And, and by the way, before I go any further, our friends at Prize Picks, right? They they operate off of prop plays, which are awesome. Futures, all that good stuff, but prop plays for individual college players specifically, right? In all sports. But specifically for this conversation, we're talking college football players. Well, Spencer Rattler is listed on a prize picks prop play, futures prop play. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you this. Our friends at Prize Picks are trying to go broke because they are giving you free money. Spencer Rattler is listed over under passing yards for the 2022 football season on PrizePicks at 2,775 yards. Ladies and gentlemen, go to prizepix.com and or download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code, create a new account, Use the promo code TSUS at sign-up, right? You're going to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100, okay? So you put in 100, they're going to match it. Now you got 200 to play with. If you don't take all 200 and put it on Spencer Rattler over, I, you, you're crazy. You're crazy. Rattler is going at minimum three thousand in this season all right i'll get off my soapbox and i'll finish the ad read guys price picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries here's how it works you pick two to five players you can win up to ten times on any entry price picks has no sharks optimizers, or mass multi-entry it's literally just you against the projection price picks allows mixed sports entries so for example guys you could take the over on rattler passing yards parlay with the under on the Mets or the Braves or whoever in the MLB, with NBA, with NHL, doesn't matter the sport. But I'm telling you right now, if you don't play that over on Spencer Rattler, we need to have a discussion. We need to have a discussion. Prize Picks has a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're also rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. Guys, our friends at PrizePix, Picks, they are literally trying to go bankrupt and give away free money. I'm telling you right now, guys, we had some people last year win Big, 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 big time money. And I want to say this too, guys. Thank you all so much. For those who have signed up with Price Picks, you might think it doesn't do a whole lot for this business and for TSUS and what we do. It does, folks. They take notice. We take notice. The Price Picks folks have given us incredibly positive reviews. Hey, I don't know if y'all knew this. Price Picks is actually a full-time sponsor and partner for the football season. So we're going to have a different ad read. You're going to see more Price Picks branding. And it's been a very, very successful partnership with our friends at Prize Picks. Again, guys, that's our friends at Prize Picks. Go down to the Prize Picks app, go to prizepicks.com. When you sign up with a new account, use that promo code TSUS at sign up to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, let's break the bookie with our friends at Prize Picks this season. And on that note, guys, let's continue with the 2022 opponent preview series. We're talking to Gamecocks' week 12 opponent, the Tennessee volunteers as the balls visit williams Bryce Stadium on Saturday November the 19th. You look at the all-time series. Tennessee leads this one 28-10-2. But here's something really interesting for you, right? The way this series has evolved and has changed. And I tweeted this on Sunday afternoon. And I wanted to see how many of you would catch it, right? But get this. From 1903, the first meeting between the two teams. From 1903 to 2007, right? These teams... Played 24 total games. The Gamecocks won just three of them. Since 2008, Carolina has gone an even seven and seven against the Volunteers. Now Tennessee right now has a three-game winning streak. As we all know, what happened last year, the Vols won in dominating fashion by a final score 45 to 20. And this was a series really over the last decade plus that had been really close, really competitive, and it's lost that juice. Over the last couple of years, right? But for what it's worth, since 2008, again, Gamecock seven and seven. And if you listen to Tennessee slap dicks, Tennessee fans out there, they'll try to convince you Tennessee is some superior program, Tennessee some elite program. And yeah, they've won a national title, they they've had success in history, but it's not the 90s anymore, right? So since 2008, this has been an even series. So it's a very important ball game for SEC East, SEC hierarchy, if you will. Two programs. Again, we're going to get to that more in a second. But Tennessee, of course, won the matchup last year forty five to twenty that horrendous first quarter. I'll never forget sitting at Corona alehouse in Somerville, South Carolina, and just the look on everybody's faces and the feeling in my gut of like, well, we just wasted our time coming down here, and this game is over so <laughs> anyways anyways uh the 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 meetings of the last decade plus have been very interesting. Game Cox will try to snap a three game losing streak and write the ship. In this series, look at 2021 for Tennessee. The balls went seven and six, four and four in SEC play, which is crazy because, you know, you think about the year Hooker had and all the hype. It's hard for me to believe. It's hard to fathom that Tennessee and South Carolina won the same amount of games. It's crazy. It's crazy, truly. But either way, seven and six, four and four, and SEC play. Let's move into their head coach. Of course, guys, Josh Heupel returns for his second season, and you really saw the effect of Heupel last year with his offense and the spread and the way that Henn and Hooker flourished, and they will look to get even more out of him in year two. You look at how they fared a season ago, guys. Let's go through it. Tennessee beat Bowling Green opening up their 2021 season, then lost to Pittsburgh in a tough one. Forty-one to thirty-four. They then bounced back to beat Tennessee Tech. Lost to Florida in the swamp, thirty-eight to fourteen. So a bit of a rocky start, right? Two and two overall. They won their next two against Mizzou and South Carolina before losing two in a row to Ole Miss and Alabama. They then beat Kentucky in a thriller in Lexington, forty-five to forty-two. Lost their next game against Georgia, forty-one to seventeen. Then won their next two to close out the regular season. Beat South Alabama to punch their ticket to bowl eligibility, and then beat Vandy. 45 to 21 in that rivalry game in the season finale. They then lost to Purdue in the Music City Bowl, 48 to 45 in a very highly contested game. And a game that had a lot of drama, by the way, at the end of it. A lot of Vols fans feel like they should have won that ball game, but the bottom line is they did not. So, a 7-6, and 4-4 four and four record for Tennessee last season. Look at their best returning players on offense and defense. And again, guys, like I mentioned, there is a lot of hype around Tennessee this season. And probably the lead reason is their quarterback, Hendon Hooker. And you look at his numbers last year. I mean, he was very good. Let's give him credit. 206 for 303, 2,945 yards through the air, 31 touchdowns and just three interceptions. On the ground, he carried the football 166 times for 616 yards and five touchdowns. Again, he was one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. And most that rank quarterbacks coming into this season, they put him in the top three or four gunslingers. Some people think he might even be the best in the conference. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what type of follow-up year he has in year two of Josh Heifel's system. You look at the best turning player on defense, guys, linebacker Jeremy Brent Banks. He leads the way. Last season, 128 tackles, 11 and a half tackles for loss, 5.5 sacks, and one interception. Again, he is the leader. And you look at their defensive statistics last year, right? They just, Tennessee just dominated South Carolina, so we didn't really get to see this. But 12th in scoring, 8th in rushing, the worst pass defense in the conference, giving up 273 yards per game. Oof. And then 12th overall in defense. So, Banks will look to lead this defense and lead them to make a big-time jump this year. Defense was their problem last year because offensively, if you might recall or you might forget, they scored 39 points. Per game, guys. I mean, they were really good on the offensive side, but defense was their undoing. When you look at the overall record, guys, Tennessee's got 14 starters back, eight on the offensive side, including four of their five offensive linemen returning. They've got Cedric Tillman returning, who honestly, the hookup between Hooker and Tillman, that might be the best hookup between a quarterback and a receiver in the SEC. Tillman, guys, in case you need a reminder, 1,081 yards and 12 touchdowns a season ago. We already talked about Hooker's numbers. And they've got their starting running back back, Jabari Small, who, by the way, ran for 796 yards and nine touchdowns last season. So Tennessee should be really good on the offensive side again. But what are they going to do on defense? They lose three of four up front. They've got uh, both their linebackers back in that four-two-five scheme. And they've got three of their five starting defensive backs Returning, the big question with Tennessee guys is this. You've got the quarterback. You've got the offense. You feel like uh, under your defensive coordinator, Tim Banks, you can take that next step defensively. Are the Vols that team? Because you look at the SEC East, right? It's Georgia at the top, Vandy at the bottom, as we've talked about, and everybody's just in the middle. Who is that team that's going to step up and challenge Georgia? Is it Tennessee, right? Are they that group that has it? Are they that group? And you look at Georgia's schedule. We've talked about this, right? We've talked about this, that November the 5th matchup in Athens, Tennessee goes to Athens. Could that be the upset of the year? Could Tennessee dethrone the Georgia Bulldogs, right? Tennessee's also still got to play Alabama on their schedule yearly. So what is this Tennessee football team, right? There's some people that are buying into the hype. There's some people that think Tennessee's going to suck. And take a step back, and it was a flash in the pan, one type of year, one one once-in-a-lifetime type season for Hendon Hooker. I know we got a lot of Tennessee haters listening to this show, which I'm going to get in your comments. I'm going to get in your questions. Don't worry. But I just wonder, who is Tennessee and how good are they? I think they're an eight- or nine-win football team. I don't think they're quite ready to challenge Georgia. But if there is a loss that people are picking on Georgia's schedule – It seems to be this game, even though it's in Athens, I think that makes it really tough. But even though it's in Athens, a lot of folks are picking Tennessee to beat Georgia. And I will say there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of hope. There's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of momentum on Rocky Top. And again, guys, like I mentioned, it starts – On the offensive side, that hooker to Tillman attack leads the offense. Will they hit that 39-point-per-game mark again? I mean, what an offensive explosion last year. How good will they be in year two of Hypel's system? Hypel obviously thought of uh, very highly as an offensive mind, offensive coach. I just wonder – for Hooker, I mean, how can he be better, right? Is he better? Could he be better? If he's better, going to be scary to face UT offensively. The question for this football team, does the defense catch up to the offense? Because they were so good on that side of the ball, but the defense was atrocious. And again, you only got half your starters coming back. They've added some talented players, but uh, the cornerbacks are going to have to develop Develop safeties, a group that needs to rise. I mean, they were abysmal stopping the pass last year. That's going to have to make a major jump before they can even Think about challenging the likes of Georgia. When you look at this game, guys, I'll tell you this. I think this game between South Carolina and Tennessee has the chance to be the game of the year. I, I for whatever reason, looking this far out, I feel like it's going to be one of those typical South Carolina, Tennessee games. I think it's going to be a night game under the lights at Willie B. I, I think, you know, I would love to see the game. Cox rock all black in this one. I just talked about that over the weekend. It just feels right when Carolina plays Tennessee to rock those jerseys Um But this is another, you know, ugly trend that South Carolina needs to reverse. I mean, it's crazy, guys. You look, going into this season, all the streaks, all the trends. You know, Carolina's lost this many out of the last, this many to this team. They've lost three straight to this team, seven straight to this team, four straight to this team. Well, Tennessee's one of those. You've lost three straight to the Volunteers, right? This is another ugly trend. You don't feel like Tennessee's that far ahead of you. And what is crazy, what's crazy is even with a three game losing streak you're 7 and 7 against them in the last 14 meetings guys right but here's the thing And south carolina fans get so upset gamecocks fans right we pull our hair out why are we not getting the respect here is why let me tell you why right i would say it takes south carolina two maybe three times as many victories right it takes two or three victories in a row against the tennessee for Carolina to get the benefit of the doubt to say, you know what, the Gamecocks right now, they're ahead of Tennessee as a program, right? But Tennessee beats Carolina once, it's like, oh, nationally, the thought process is Tennessee is ahead of USC. And guys, it might not be fair, but you know what, life ain't fair either. It goes back to history. It goes back to tradition. And so people look at, you know, if if I promise you, if you took a poll of people, people say, "You know who's more likely to be the the top notch program in five years in ten years? They're gonna side with Tennessee only because of history and tradition, which means nothing. I'm not sitting here telling you it's right, but it is the truth. But with that being said, this is a trajectory defining game for both programs in my opinion. You got two coaches who are both in their second years, right, and Tennessee waxed you a season ago. They beat you three in a row. They waxed you a season ago. You can say whatever you want about, oh, you just take away the first quarter and we did Well, guys, that ain't how football works. You don't just take away the first quarter. The first quarter happened, right? You shouldn't not show up for an entire quarter of football. Either way, when you're talking about the SEC East, the SEC, who's challenging Georgia, who's challenging Alabama, who are the other teams that are going to step up? It's a game like this one on your home field, especially that is so pivotal that is so important. That is massive for the future of your football program in recruiting, momentum. Again, this is a game for Carolina. It's it's at the end of the season. It's, it's, it's a game that could determine where you finish in the East. It could determine where you're going bowling. There's a lot that I think will most likely be on the line in this football game. There's a lot that I think will be on the line. The line, So I I really think when you look at this, I mean, I look at it very similar to Florida. I look at it very similar to Florida in the sense of just SEC's hierarchy, right? And we talk about the orange crush part of the schedule. And this is right there in the middle. And, of course, it's the week before the Clemson game as well. But this one's massive. And it's what's wild, too, is this. This one's big for the Gamecocks fan base because you got it at home, right? You got it at home. And Carolina fans, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I tell you what, it, it goes Clemson's the most hated. I think Tennessee is the second most hated. I, I, I really do. I mean, there are a lot of Gamecock fans that cannot stand the Tennessee Volunteers. And I'm not saying I like them, right? I'm not saying that at all. Shout out to my, my, my Volcock baseball group chat. Shout out to my my Knoxville boys. But damn, our fans hate y'all's asses. And you know what? Seeing some of y'all on social media, seeing some of the Tennessee fans, I can't even blame them. Y'all got to own that one. Y'all got to hold that L. Either way, though, on that note, that takes me to my listener questions because I don't feel like I can go any further in this show without giving a shout out, without giving a shout out to our guy, Dalton, in the Big Cock Club Discord, okay? Because his name in the Big Cock Club Discord is Dalton the Vol Hater. I have never met a human being on the face of this planet Earth that, at least in the South kind of circles, right? I can't speak for every fan base, but in South kind of circles, there's not a fan that hates Tennessee more than this man. I mean, he makes it a point on a daily basis to shit on Tennessee football and the Tennessee athletics program as a whole, right? I mean, it's it's incredible to watch, truly. Um, you gotta respect it. You gotta respect it. He said this in the Big Cock Club Discord, his contribution to this show. He added me and said, Chris, I want to put my official analysis of the Tennessee Vols for the opponent preview in here. My opinion is that Tennessee offensively was very good last year, and they probably have more pure playmakers on offense than any team in the SEC East. However, I think a major component of their success was the offensive scheme and that being a high-tempo offense where they have to strike quick to be effective. I feel like many of the better DCs in the SEC will be able to plan around their scheme and stop them from being effective in that style this year. Once you limit their playmakers in the secondary and stall them out, they get off the field pretty easily. Defensively, I'm not expecting them to take some kind of huge leap forward. They won't be able to stop anyone and will give up tons of points a game. Again, we're talking about a defense that gave up 29.1 points per game, which was 12th in the SEC and 90th. Nationally, again, back to Dalton's comments. He says, with that being said, I have the Gamecocks ending the losing streak of the balls and winning by a touchdown at home this year. So, some great commentary from our guy Dalton. And again, this is a man. I wish I could tell you there was no bias in that analysis, but I know Dalton, again, will not mind me saying, I, <laughs> I mean... This man hates Tennessee to the point there's no way he could pick a loss. So, and you know what? Like I said, I think this will be a fantastic football game. I do have Tennessee beating the Gamecocks, right, in my way too early or not my way too early. My my predictions, they're not way too early. They are my predictions for the 2022 football season. I do have the Gamecocks losing to Tennessee. But, I mean, I think this is a field goal, one score type of game, one way or the other. I think it's got the opportunity and the chance to be an all-time classic at Williams Bryce Stadium would not shock me at all for it to be one of the games of the year, if not the game of the year. So, again, Carolina, Tennessee, late November, going to be a lot of fun. Again, guys, let's continue and dive in your listener questions. I am CD2 says, I think we beat them as long as we can get some explosive plays on offense. Yeah, I think this is one you're going to have to score, right? Rattler, this offense, they're going to be at, have to be at their best. You're going to have to score points to win this football game. Um, Blaine Small, twenty, any timetable when we can purchase jerseys with names on them? I don't know, but again, play in the run your uh, run yeah run pool that we got going on. You can get a jersey for free, Blaine, if you win. Krusty Andy says, "Why was our defense so ineffective against the balls last year? What do we fix this year?" The quick passing game just seemed to kill us. I, I dude, I don't know that that just felt like almost the perfect storm, and um, dude, it just just wasn't our day. I mean, I don't know. Like, I'd have to go back and hate to pull out the must champ, but watch the tape. But uh, that that was that was just a nightmare. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. Um, you know, got to be better against tempo. I just I, I don't know. It almost felt like the game plan wasn't great in that one. And I think too, though, the ineffectiveness of our offense and that Jordan Birch pass—God forbid that Jordan Birch pass—but the ineffectiveness of the offense and, and momentum played a big role in that game. Before you know it, you look up and it's twenty-eight nothing, and the Gamecocks were done at that point. Um, KJ Gonzalez says, provided all stay healthy and the kicking game, solid could come down that. Indeed. Hey, indeed. It could come down to the kicking game. Let's hope Mitch Jeter or Alex Herrera, whoever wins the kicking job, is ready to go. Uh, Jacob six sixty nineteen says, other than Lloyd, who needs to have a breakout preseason camp? Who needs to have one? Um, I'd say a Jordan Birch. I-, I think a Birch, man. He needs to establish himself as a defensive playmaker. Absolutely. Um, I feel like I say that every single year, but now's the time. It's put up or shut up. If he doesn't do it this year, he will officially have reached bust territory. And I know that's harsh, and I hate to say that, but you know what? You got to call a spade a spade, man. It's time to put up or shut up this year. He's got the talent. He's got the size. He's got the athleticism. Now we just need to see it on the field. So, guys, hey, that's going to do it for the list of questions. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Guys, thank you all so much for being so engaging. By the way, let me just remind you all, by the way, we do take voicemails for this show, 843-843. As we get closer to kickoff, I know the voicemails will start rolling in, but do not be afraid to call in. Leave your thoughts. Leave your questions. Leave your predictions for the season. I'd love to hear from you. Other than that, hey, that's going to do it all for me, guys. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Let's have have us one hell of a week. Going to be a good time. Going to be a lot of fun. Again, appreciate you all. Stay tuned to the content. Stay tuned to the TDC. Stay tuned to the podcast. Everything in between that we've got Going on. Again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Monday, and we will talk to you on Wednesday.
2: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality